I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. And welcome to the show. Uh, I'm not Claudia. I'm Dan, one of the producers, and you're hearing my voice uh, after the intro. So I am the voice of that, but I'm also the one who records these. But today, I'm actually filling in for Claudia. So thank you for listening to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship. And joining me today on the other side of the microphone is our executive director of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services, Rose Ludwig. Welcome, Rose. Hello, Dan. Thanks. Thanks for being here with me. Uh, so I'm excited to have you here today because we're talking about an event that DASIS puts on to help us with awareness and fundraising. And it's it's what actually brought me to the organization. So I'm excited to talk about this. It's a lot, it's, it's you know, domestic abuse, I understand, is a very serious situation and people don't like to talk about it. It's not one of those fun things, but this is an event that brings fun to it is the way I look at it. So let's talk a little bit about this event. What event are we talking about? What What's coming up here for for DASIS? Well, we're talking about Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. This will be our eighth annual event. We do it as a public awareness and a fundraising event. Mm. And um, it started in 2001 when a small group of men daring to totter around in a park has grown to become a worldwide movement with tens of thousands of men raising millions of dollars for local rape and domestic violence crisis centers. So this isn't just, I mean, this this is our event, but the idea is from more than just us. Like, we're taking this from a worldwide event then? Yes, this is an international event. Yeah. And it started out in parks and college campuses. Hmm. And it's evolved into local um, public awareness events in local communities. So when you say men are tottering around in a public park, um, I don't know if that gives the visual just yet. Why are they tottering around? What do you mean? Because they're wearing large-sized red high heels. And th- that gives the uh, the idea of putting themselves in her shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, we the numbers show that abuse happens on on both genders, but so often it is women who are the victims. So walk a mile in her shoes is what this is called. So we're literally walking a mile in her shoes to kind of understand it. But what an incredible metaphor for it. I mean, what what kind of stories do you hear from guys? who do this? What's the impact on them walking a mile in high heels? Well, that's kind of, we, we do that as kind of a lighthearted attempt to bring awareness. Um, you know, obviously they get to the end of the mile and they have blisters. I've seen men with, whose feet have been bleeding by the time they got to the finish line. But um, we've been kind of not really enforcing the red high heels. So we just really want to get people out there walking, marching. It's for men and women. But 
abuse, sexual abuse primarily is perpetrated by men. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, it's not a men's problem, but men are so often the solution to the problem or can be part of the solution to the problem. So bringing awareness by men, you know, getting pledges from their friends to say, hey, I'll give you 10 bucks to walk this mile in red high heels, you know, kind of puts, um, puts them in that position of seeing how it feels to be, um, whistled at, cat calls, heckled at, you know, some of the things that women go through on a daily basis. And when women go through this, it's a very serious thing. We're obviously having a little bit of fun with it, but it really does bring it down to that level of this is what women go through. I mean, it's literally walking a mile in her shoes, but also that figurative thing. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's been going on for eight years, you said? Yes. For us? The, our local one has been eight years. And how, how big of a deal is that for DASIS? Each year? Well, it's our largest fundraising event. Um, our goal this year is to reach 20,000. Um, former years, we've hit, you know, anywhere between 12 and 15. So um, that money would be used for um, to continue non residential and residential services for domestic and sexual abuse services. So, what's the difference between non residential and residential services? The residential services are. Um, for our 19-bed Hillman House safe shelter, and that's the home that um, individuals can come to if they're fleeing domestic violence situations. They're able to stay there for free for 30 days or longer if needed. Mm. Um, we provide all their necess necessities while they're there as our guest. And so, so that's kind of what we are known for. People go, oh, look, even when I say it, when I, I work with DASIS, oh, that's the domestic abuse shelter. Yes. Yes, but... But, it's non-residential. Yeah, we're so much more than just the shelter. The shelter really is the flagship of our organization. Um, that's where we provide, uh, we try to provide hope and healing and an environment conducive to that in the shelter. Mm -hmm. But in addition, there are there are people that aren't ready to flee or sometimes maybe they already have and they're living on their own. They need some supportive counseling. They need some um, crisis intervention. Uh, so we offer non-residential advocates or advocacy, excuse me, um, for those individuals, support groups. Um, we do PPO services in the courthouses. So if somebody finds themselves in a situation where they need to obtain a PPO, we have advocates that work directly in the courthouse to provide those services. So some of those things are the non-residential services that we offer. Mm -hmm. um, we try to go into the high schools and do healthy relationships programs, um, teaching kids what healthy relationships look like and what the red flags of dating violence are and how to seek help, how to be, uh, how to intervene as a bystander, how to help their friend find help. Okay. And so this $20,000 goal that we have helps with all of that. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, so that's, so that's more than the shelter. It's all these other things. So let's say for instance, when you talk about non-residential, I think of, you know, people who, who aren't coming to the shelter Let's say, you know, a mom with five kids who is trying to get away from her abusive partner. And once she's away, she can come and get, I heard you say, counseling. The, can the kids get counseling too? Yes, we do have um, advocates who provide individual supportive counseling. Mm -hmm. But we also have therapists on staff that can um, offer therapeutic counseling if all, that's needed. Okay. And all of those great services, I mean, they, they, all, they all cost money. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. And so $20,000 seems like a big goal but in reality all these services that we offer are free to those who need it those yes. victims and survivors yes and so we're just funding that then. 
Yeah, we do get funding from, you know, grants and, mm-hmm. and foundations and, and places like that. But there's a large portion of our budget that we have to raise ourselves for things that aren't funded by state government or um, local foundations. So let's talk about the, the when and the where. When is Walk a Mile coming up? Well, Walk a Mile is going to be on Saturday, August 10th, and it'll be at Lafayette Park in Three Rivers, Michigan. Um it's registration starts at nine o'clock in the morning and the walk will actually take place at 10. We'll have lots of things there for, for families. There'll be bounce houses for the kids, face painting. There'll be games for the kids. There's obviously the walk a mile um, where they actually literally walk one mile in the red high heels. If they choose, they don't have to wear the red high heels, but we really do encourage that you do. Yes, they do. (laughs) I did it. You will do it too, men. (laughs) It's incredible. It's, it's such a, it's a long walk. And it's right downtown Three Rivers. Yes. So you really are getting honks and stares and comments. And, again, it's in kind of humor. But it also, I mean, it really did make me kind of think, oh, that's what this is like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, and, again, I mean, I've said it before in, in personal conversations. You women, uh, God bless you for wearing those heels. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to walk that. So, yeah. So, so yeah. It may not be required, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm there, I'm going to be giving you the eye if you ain't wearing them. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the cat calls and the heckling and the whistling, and that stuff's for real. We have one person on staff whose husband works in a downtown area, not in Three Rivers, but in another community. And she's stopped in to visit him on lunch a couple of times. And just walking from her car to his office, she'll be getting shouted at, whistled at, you know, inappropriate things shouted at her and makes her very uncomfortable. And so she she finds herself trying to trot to his office quickly so she can get through that. And so nobody, women, men or women, should have to um, feel uncomfortable in their own skin. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love, uh, we've had it on previous episodes too where um, Elizabeth, one of our counselors, has said, I, I shouldn't, if I were to walk down the street naked, I shouldn't feel like I'm going to get catcalled. But I'm not even doing that. I'm just in my clothes. Mm-hmm. Why is it happening then even? Yeah. Something to that effect. Like she said it better than I do. But but yeah, we, we need to stop that. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what else goes on at the event. So you said we have we have bounce houses. We have things for the family to do. Um, I remember last year we had a cakewalk. So we have we have things for the family to do. And then we do we do the, the walk. And then what happens afterwards? Well, there's a hog roast mm-hmm. as well. And so um, that is immediately following the walk. There is a cakewalk again. We do that. Sometimes we do that in the red high heels as well. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> high like heel cakewalk. <laughs> so go. that's always a good time. Yeah. Um, so it's just really kind of a family um, atmosphere. We, we're we inviting people to bring their pets this year. So bring your dog all dressed up and that could win, a, your, your pooch could win the costume contest. Um, last year we gave out prizes for the dogs with the best personality. And so people really enjoy and really get into bringing their pets out there. And so because oftentimes, you know, pets are part of the problem as well. Um, sometimes women are afraid to flee because the statistics around pet abuse um, plays a part in the domestic violence and the abuse. Um, sometimes women won't leave because they're afraid of what's going to happen to their pet or um because some people consider pets their family. So mm-hmm. um, that's why we involved the animals this year, and we have statistics surrounding all of that as well. So um, that makes it a little bit more fun, a little bit more family-friendly as well. So it sounds like each of these things that we have as surrounding this event is really a catalyst for conversation about 
why we do what we do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible, Rose. That's and, and I never would have thought about pets being something that would hold a victim back from leaving. That's yeah. man. So so let me ask this then. I don't know if this is even uh, you know, this is unscripted. When someone has a pet and they're trying to leave their home, how do we handle that? Um, we have actually um, understandings with various uh, veterinarian clinics and uh, animal shelters. And sometimes if an individual is needing to flee and needs to have a place for their pet, we'll try to make arrangements for their pet to be boarded while they're staying with us at the shelter. Mm -hmm. So we have done that for survivors when they come to us. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't allow people to bring their pets into the shelter for obvious reasons. Um, but we do try to make accommodations for individuals who are who find themselves in an unsafe situation that need to get out. Mm-hmm. Think you've thought of everything. That's incredible. Yeah, we have to we have to take care of their pets because their pets are like their kids to them. And mm-hmm. some of these pets have endured abuse as well because batterers will sometimes um, abuse the pets just to as a way yeah. of power and control over the victim. And that's what it comes down to is power and control. Yeah, absolutely. Always. What else you want to? Tell me about the walk. I love this is such a, such an incredible event. It is a community thing. It is it is fun in a serious you know need, but we get to have a little bit of fun, talk to folks. You know, when I came last year, I was brand new and I got to meet board members and staff. I mean, it really is an amazing community event. If you're hearing this and you're anywhere close, come visit. Even if you just want to visit folks and buy. Can, can I just come and buy the lunch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can come and buy the um, pulled pork sandwich um, for $8. It has a couple of sides with it. Mm-hmm. And um, you can just take a look around and see what we're doing yeah. and what the purpose of that is. Um, we do have a couple of people. We give out prizes for um, just some funny um, some funny things like person who, you know, has the best strut in their red high heels or you know, person who's lightest on their feet or whatever. So we just kind of go with it as as the crowd arrives and we see, you know, the personalities that are represented there. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it really is a good time. One of the things that I did have some gentlemen say to me is at the beginning of the walk, we always put out the shoes that represent the lives that have been lost to domestic violence. And so as they pass by all of these shoes, usually there's a name attached to it and an age. And I have had over the past eight years, almost every year, someone has commented about the impact that that has made on them because then they know at that moment that what they're doing is important and that they're representing someone's life. Um, We joke about it. We laugh about it. We giggle about the guys wobbling around and tottering around in the red high heels because they do it oh so graciously. (laughs) But um, that seems to have a very big impact on them when they know that there's a person behind what they're representing. So, Rose, you said earlier that men are, are, are a part of the solution. We can't end domestic violence without men taking part in this. That's I mean, right. We need men's voices. Your voice has power. Mm-hmm. Your feet, in this case, have power. Right. And so um, we really need men to step up and say, no more, no more of this. So as much as you know, women are strong and independent, and they, they don't, you know, you hear a lot, I don't need a knight in shining armor to save me you know whether we're talking about you know superhero movies or whatever right but in this case i mean truly the power is within men to stop this from happening in our communities because the victims aren't to blame the perpetrators are and we have to help that's right we can't overstate that enough that's right and it's really just about showing other individuals other human beings respect i mean that's Mm -hmm. really what it boils down to Mm -hmm. and so if we can get more and more men to stand up and say 
you know, I stand for respect, I stand for um, human autonomy, then, you know, maybe we can work ourselves out of a job. Not a bad goal to have. <laughs> All right. What's your what's your final thought on Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, Rose? What do you want everybody to know? Well, I would really love for you to join us. You can check us out on our website at dasismi.org. If you want to learn more about Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, the International Men's March, you can look them up on walkamileinhershoes.org. Awesome. And that is, once once more for those listening, when when is it and where is it? Saturday, August 10th at Lafayette Park in Three Rivers, starting at 9 a.m. That's 2019. So if you're listening to this after that, keep looking every August. We have that. Second Saturday. Second Saturday in August. Perfect. Yep. Thank you, Rose, for being a part of this. Thank and, you. Uh, thanks for all the work Thanks, you do. Dan. Thanks. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.